What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Straight from the Pastor's Desk. Um, I got the man of the hour with me right now, Pastor Jordan Bartlett. How you feeling today, man? Man, I can't complain. Hey, we. Um, hey. Oh, go ahead. We here, man. Yeah, we here, and we here at a special time right now. We're not on our usual Sunday. You know what I'm saying? We usually yeah. do it right after the the service, exhausting the pastor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Straight up exhausting the pastor. But uh, we got a special episode for y'all today. As you can see, we're decked out in that Faith Works apparel. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, which you should be watching on YouTube, um, we got the Faith Works apparel on the table, on our on our bodies, on our person, <laughs> you know. And this podcast is actually brought to you by Faith Works Apparel. And um, Faith Works Apparel brand has a very special um, purpose to it, right? Um, every shirt that you buy helps feed a family right here in the Indianapolis area. Our goal is to help families with groceries $200 a month. And with your help, we can exceed that goal. We can We can reach that goal first off. And we can exceed that goal. So just know that when you're buying a shirt, it's not just for fashion. You're actually serving a purpose. But um, you ready? Let's let's just dive in straight into our faith talk segment. So um, we had a talk this morning, like briefly in between sets at the gym, right? <laughs> and usually, like, we don't normally, we be going after it. So, like... Our, our rest is very sacred time, you know what I mean? So sometimes we'll shoot each other a text here and there, yeah. but today we kind of was going back and forth, and um, I'll let you, you know, share your progress and your results, but we, we, we got into a talk that I said, man, we got to bring this to the podcast, because I think a, a lot of times we overlook how big our, inter, our incremental growth is. Right. So I'll let you go ahead and take over and, and kind of tell the story from your perspective. Um, so I, obviously, like you said, we, it started off, you know, as a as a text conversation um, and really just talking about the uh, the growth. And, you know, anybody who, uh, you know, is into the fitness field, uh, yeah. we refer to it as gains. Yeah, you yeah, know, for um, sure. And so. Um, realistically, just uh, just kind of reflecting on on where I started uh, and certain lifts, um, and just really seeing the growth. So uh, I've been on I've been on uh, the five a.m. workout regimen. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, uh, I would probably say uh, mostly six days a week. Uh, every now and then. I, my Saturday might might get swindled from me, but for the most part, six days a week. Yeah. And um, you know, when I started, you know, just certain lifts and I've and I've always been, you know, in athletics, involved in athletics, you know, my whole life, but the weight room was never really my favorite place. Yeah. Uh and so just on small things like, you know, the auxiliary lifts like, you know, the the seated shoulder press, right? When mm-hmm. I first started the five AM uh regimen, I was probably you know, I, w- I was repping, I, w- I was grabbing, you know, the 20, 25 pound dumbbells. No shame in the you game. You know, doing no my thing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and, uh, and, you know, now, now, you know, I'm, I'm three, three and four sets of 12, you know, with the 50s, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and so in that time, essentially, you know, my progress has, has, has pretty much doubled. Um, and so that hit me today. Uh, but to your point, 
you know, we, we don't really, uh, sometimes we overlook when I moved from 20 to 25, from 25 to 30, from 30 to 35. Yeah. Uh, and all of those things, you know, all of those steps were progress. Absolutely. Right? Like all, all of those steps were progress. Absolutely. And so sometimes, sometimes uh, we, we don't realize how much progress we've made until we are holding, you know, what we would consider big weight. Yeah, you know what like I mean? Like a trophy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so sure. uh, there was a saying, there was a saying, I, I don't know um, whose quote it is, uh, so I don't want to take credit for it. However, uh, the quote says something to the effect of, uh, I only look backwards to see how far I've come. That's deep. Yeah. Yeah. And so and so sometimes, you know, we we get so focused on like progression, 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 mm-hmm. you know, full steam ahead, don't look back, ain't nothing behind you but the past, you know, yeah. and all of that stuff. And and that's true. But sometimes it is beneficial to, you know, to check that rear view mirror and say, Man, like I've I've gone a long way. I've Absolutely. I've come a long way. Uh so so that was just kind of the kind of the moment for the day is just like, you know, um, Small success is still success. Yeah, and honoring those inches, man, and I think that it's so important. There's really a lot of layers to this um, because, you know, this is a spiritual development podcast, right? So let's, let's, let's make it digestible in the sense that even – so if, if we, we're talking about, you know, that trophy, like you said, that, that big weight or that big weight loss because, like you said, you walked in the room, you had to, you had to, you know what I'm saying, had to take top on yeah. it. The I wife mean, was like, like when yo. I, when I started, when I started, man, I had gotten up to like 210. Yeah, and we, we man, we had to put up, I wish I had a picture. I, I upload a picture because, like, I, I even told you, like, yeah. you, you made a huge, a huge leap. You know, you can yeah. see it even in your face from every, like everything. And, and I don't, and I would never say that you were like obese before, right, right. you know what I'm saying? Like right. you carried your weight well. You wasn't like, I wasn't would, sloppy. Yeah, yeah. But now you can see a huge difference. And, and it's important, like you said, not to overlook those things because that is what actually makes it easier to keep going. Yeah. You know, um, and when I think about, like I said, this is a spiritual development podcast. So when I think about, even the life of Christ, right? We look the his death was like the trophy, mm-hmm. you know, like basically our trophy because that's what gave us life, pretty much, right? Right, right? Um, but there was so many, and I don't want to say anything that Jesus did was small, right? But there were so many incremental so many, steps, yeah. like his his ministry didn't start for a while, you know. So there was there was these little incremental steps that led up to the trophy, right? right. And o- along that way. Like, I don't know if Jesus ever looked back was like, you know, <laughs> I was a car, you know, I was this yeah, yeah. before and now I'm this. But I think that it's important, like you said, to note those things, because honestly, and this is something that I that I actually like kind of um, dealt with just recently. Right. Just recently, I had to think, like, don't be so fixated on the on that prize, whatever that is. It don't even have to be five years from now, whatever. Right. Don't be so fixated on that, that. Cause you almost box your mindset in. But, but yeah, and and then and then you run the risk of if you only focus on the big prize, uh-huh. you run the risk of giving up too soon. Yeah, because you're looking at how far away you are from that big you prize. You get fatigued, but you didn't. You're you're ignoring how far you are away from where you started. Started at, 
And if you don't look back at that, like you said, if you don't look back at that, then it, it's almost to your detriment. Yeah. Because like, and, and this is what I mean by that. I had to realize, and then this is in all of, all of our lives, there's like little pain points, right? So I can set a goal. I can set a goal and say, I'm here and I want to be here. And I can measure this goal, right? I can write, keep it in my, you know, you always get on me about having the, the Google Docs and the, you yeah, know, the, yeah, yeah. the uh, what is it, Google Sheets, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I can put it in my Google Sheets, which I have been doing for my business or whatnot, right? And I can say, I'm here and I'm going here, but I'm going to measure this. If I never look back at those things, you get so fixated to the point where your mindset is fixed. And anytime you got a fixed mindset, it's going to stunt your growth, yeah. right? Because if you don't have that growth mindset, then that is going to keep your mind in a cage. And you're going to feel like I'm not going nowhere. But I think, I think too, I think it's probably worth emphasizing that having a growth mindset isn't a mind that's only on the big prize. Right. The right. growth mindset is actually being able to recognize I'm growing. Even the small steps of growth. Man. <laughs> so it's people a, I think people mix that up. Yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. They think like Oh no, for sure. Like, for sure. Like, oh I got a growth mindset because my goal is this big. Yeah, yeah. Like nah, mm, that's not necessarily how that works. The growth mindset is literally like we just said, honoring the inches. I, I had to put this on my screensaver, man, and um I want, I want to see if I can pull it up. But I had to put this on my screensaver. I don't know if you can see this right now, but let me see if I Basically, I put focus on getting better today and then repeat. Yeah. I, I literally had to remind myself of that because, like I said, I, I am fixated on this thing, right, to the point where every time, every time I do my numbers weekly, I'm looking at, oh, man, I ain't there. You know, I ain't there. But then I look back three months ago and I've made a leap yeah, from where you started, bro, in so many different areas. Right. And from not having a, a, a real um, for a, what is it? Not a formula, like a process, not having a real process before to now having a process, then not um, necessarily having just certain things in place. Right. But now they're there. Those are things that you just overlook. So. Let's let, let's take it to the, the spiritual realm, right? How does that look for like the Christian, right? right that so, that's overlooking those small things, right? So the inches the inches come in in different forms, and again, you first you first have to recognize and acknowledge the areas that you need growth in. Absolutely, right. So but there like, needs to be a benchmark, right? Okay. So there there has to be a starting point, but then there's like, okay, so. Um, we we've all we've all had Bibleitis, you know what I'm saying? Like we've Break all had those us. moments of, <laughs> soon as I open up my Bible, like I'm dozing off. I don't yeah. read two oh, lines, yeah. oh yeah, and oh, I'm yeah. dozing off. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so we've all had that. Um, and so maybe maybe you know you might be committed to to reading, you know, for five minutes yeah. a day. Yep. Right. But then you, then you recognize after a few weeks that, man, like, I really need more time because, because it used to be five minutes was, was all I could give. And then after right. five minutes, I, I can't even focus anymore. Right, right. But then you look, you know, a couple of weeks later, you're like, man, I need more time. Mm -hmm. Right. So like those are inches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You go from five to 10, from 10 to 15. Yeah. Uh, and then go from, you know. 
15 minutes twice a day. Mm-hmm. You know, 15 minutes, you know, now, now part of my lunch break. So I'm starting off my morning when I get up, but then I got to get some more on my lunch break. Yeah. And then you go from that. Well, I'm starting out my morning, then I'm getting some more on my lunch break, and now I got to get some right before I go to bed. Yeah. You know, those are inches. The same thing with your prayer life. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I'm, y'all know I'm as, as transparent as you can get. Like, I've fallen asleep praying before. Oh. Like, I don't been praying. Like, like I'm, man, I'm praying for this long. I'm, I'm, I'm naming everybody by name. Especially you know, if it's I, in the morning, you might just. I, man, I get going on that prayer. Next thing I know, I'm waking up. Yeah. Right? So, but, but, but to continue to improve, you know, those are inches. Yeah. You know what I mean? From a giving standpoint, you know, the 10% that tied, that's a benchmark. Yeah. You know, you, you, can, you can go above that if God has blessed you and graced you for that. But then if you've not reached that 10%, mm-hmm. start somewhere. Absolutely. And, 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 and grow yourself, you know, add, add five more dollars, you know, each month. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so from a spiritual perspective, man, like there's, there's so, it's, it's just like when you exercise, there's thousands of different exercises. Mm-hmm. The same thing is in the spiritual. And, and I think it's important to look at it that way. You know, be. I love the similarities between your fitness. Fitness is really just a personal and spiritual development. If you look at it that way, it really is, right? And and I I want to I want to kind of dissect something that you were just saying because I think that if we don't recognize those inches, then that gives the 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 enemy room, right? And what I mean by that is you you will start feeling this shame of man. You know, so let's say with the five minutes, like you said, with the five minutes, right? You might go, man, I ain't on this level of these other Christians, you know. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know if, yeah. if 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 I'm really if I'm really uh, one of God's favorites or you know or whatever, sure. right? Sure. And then and then like as you start making that little increase now, from the five to the ten, you don't if you don't recognize that, yo, I am making progress, then the enemy creeps in. Now now you're doing ten, and he's still giving you that shame. For He's sure. still giving you that that feeling of I'm not worthy because I'm not doing what Pastor Jordan or somebody else, right? Yeah. yeah. Or somebody else is doing. And and I think like you like you said, man, those those inches in our lives, man, they cannot be overlooked. Like sometimes I look at, you know, and that's what I love about the Bible app, right? With the Bible app, you can consistently see when you opened up the Bible, right? Yeah. And then you can see your inconsistencies as well because Absolutely. I can tell you right now I've been inconsistent in that area. <laughs> but to our point, if I, if, if, if I wasn't honoring the inches and paying attention to inches, I would totally neglect the fact that I've been talking to God more. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, so yeah, I had – yeah. In that area, I, I need to pick it up, and that's what I'm talking about—the measurement, right? Being able to measure. I need to be able. I need to get back into my word the way that I was, and add it on top of what I'm doing now. But I gotta recognize that growth, or right. it gives the enemy room because you have grown in your spiritual walk. I'm definitely not the same destry I was last year, for sure. Like even in the church space, man. That's and that's what I love about being here. And if you're not a member of Abundant Faith, <laughs> go ahead and become a member of Abundant Faith. Right. Go ahead and text family to three one seven five two zero. 1892. Let me okay. go ahead and put that on the screen okay. real quick, right? I remember the number. I remember, look, I'm going to put it on the screen, right? Text family to this number that you're seeing right now or, or your prayer request as well. Um, but that's the thing that I love about this church because it, it allows that space for growth. Like when I first came in, I was just somebody sitting on on the chairs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then yeah. he was like, hey, fam, can you hold this camera for me real quick? Yeah. And then that grows and incrementally I'm starting to become more 
intertwined into the whole thing. Now we rocking faith work doing a podcast. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? Sure. So you got to honor those inches. You got anything else on that on, on that piece? And I would just say I would just say this, man. Um like you said, like you said, whether you're talking about physical or spiritual, you know, the fitness aspect, the principles are the same. Um and one of the things that I wanna encourage people um, one of the things that I want to encourage people is this, and that is for for growth in any area, right? Whether yes, it's sir. physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, for growth in any area, it's really it's really not about your strength and weakness in those areas. Okay. It's really about the discipline. Mm. Okay. So 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 realistically, realistically, if we if we talking about if we stay with the gym analogy, the increase in weight only comes because of the discipline to go. Because of the consistency. Because, yeah. yeah. So yeah. so growth yeah. really comes. Growth and strength really comes from discipline. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So so that's going to apply in your you know your spiritual. That's going to apply mm-hmm. in your emotional. You know, is is, is you really focusing or should be focusing more on the discipline of an area more so than your strength and weaknesses in an area. Because if you remain disciplined, Mm -hmm. you'll grow. Yeah. And and I want to I want to add this little caveat to that. Right. Because um, I think sometimes with discipline and, and the disciplines don't change. Right. Like like the principle of the discipline doesn't change. But I but I think we got to be careful not to get so um, committed to our routine that it becomes just routine. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I, I find myself doing that a lot. Like I'm disciplined. I'm waking up. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But then after a while, like I, let's say 90 days, it just becomes I'm in the motion. I'm yeah, no but, longer but, bringing energy then, to it. But then at the same time, if you think about it too, once you recognize that, you still keep the discipline of getting up and Absolutely. still keep the discipline Absolutely. of going. But now I may need to push myself further. Yeah. Or just shift the routine a little bit. So like one thing that I'm noticing now is after a 16-week period of me lifting or whatever, I need to take a week where I'm not necessarily lift. It's called like a deload week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So now I'm taking the weights down a little bit or I'm just totally just going to do something different right right so i I think that's i think that's 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 something that we could take away in our spiritual world not saying all right if you're reading your bible every day just totally stop reading it but maybe um read a different um translation maybe you know like i i don't i don't know what that may look like for you you know tailor it to yourself however you want but i but i know like for me whenever i'm in a routine for so so long i need to just make one little small adjustment yeah, I, and, and, and you know, from a spiritual perspective, that could mean many things. That could mean, you know, go from reading your Bible uh-huh. to studying your Bible. Okay. Oh, right? Because okay. there's a difference, right? Yeah, so yeah, we go big from difference. reading. Now we're reading and we're taking some notes. Yeah. You know, now we're reading and we're taking notes and finding cross-referencing scriptures yeah. to help give some further understanding, okay. uh, some further enlightenment. Um, maybe that's also... Now adding in, listening to this podcast once a week, right? right? For like, so, so, so there's always things that, that, you know, you can adjust because sometimes, sometimes, and we talked about this on Sunday is that not only are there different learning styles for different people, 
but there's different learning styles for people in different seasons. Yes, sir. So in one season of your life, maybe things are clicking. Whatever you read is clicking. Mm -hmm. And now it's harder for me to focus when I read. So now I need to hear it. Yeah. Right. So like, so you might, you might need to what you're talking about, switching it up. Yeah. You know, now maybe, maybe I'm taking in, you know, more audio or, or, or video content. And now I can go back and hear what a preacher is saying and then go back and, 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 and kind of study that now for myself because there, there, there was the spoken word of God, right? right? And now I can go back and read it and have a, a sort of refreshed, you know, right. view of what I'm reading. Absolutely. And, and the thing that I noticed, like, in that, like, like I said, when I'm in that routine of, let's say, 90 days, for, for me, for some reason, it's like 90 days, I, I got to make a, make a shift. That's the evolution, yeah, that we just talked about, like that, that, that is the growth. Because one thing that, I, and you can attest to this, because you've been in the weight room. Once you hit that wall, your biggest growth is literally on the other side. All you gotta do is make that one little adjustment. One, yeah. And once you make that one little adjustment, somehow you're just stronger. Yep. Somehow you're faster. Somehow that weight just boom. Like, like we talked about. I think we even talked about like shifting like sleep pattern or something we at talk, one man, point we we we've, we've <laughs> talked about sleep pattern we yeah. talked about eating, eating patterns yeah we even talked about remember we were nervous because the gyms were shut down oh yeah, yeah and then going and back we <laughs> were nervous about going back like we're gonna be back on that baby weight yeah you know yeah I mean? yeah but then we, but then we went in and, and it's like okay the stamina's not there right but the that strength is there yeah, and the, and the strength know, was there that strength was there absolutely and, 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 and here's uh we can get off of this in just a second but here's the thing I believe that the reason why that strength is there is because in the fitness realm, there's something called muscle memory. Yep, yep, yep. Right? So yes, so if you put enough work in, mm-hmm. even if there's a time frame where you don't get to put in that same type of work, yes, sir. your muscles remember the work you did put in. Yep. And I think that applies to the spiritual. If you and, and I've said this before, if you put that spiritual work in when things are going well, yes, sir. then your your spirit will remember that when things go south Absolutely. and you'll have something to pull from, even though the circumstances and situations are unfavorable. Yes, sir. You got that spiritual muscle memory that's like, you know, when things were going good, I was still in my word. When things were going good, I was still talking to God and listening to God. Yes. So now that things are going bad or, or now, you know, I'm, I'm sort of in a valley season. I got spiritual muscle memory to where now I can make it through. And now, now not only can I make it through, but I can go back to that and be stronger than I was before. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Listen, <laughs> I hope y'all getting value from this podcast. I wish we were live right now so I could tell you to <laughs> smash the like button. But if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and smash that like button anyways. You know what I'm <laughs> right, saying? Exactly. And or if you listen on Spotify. Um, go ahead and send this out to somebody because if you're being blessed from it, chances are whoever you send it to will be blessed from it as well. Okay, so we're going to segue into uh, this kind of a new... We've been doing it, but now yeah. we kind of got a title for it, right? Yeah. We're going to do the play-by-play breakdown, <laughs> right? And the play-by-play breakdown is just basically um, these throughout the, the week, pastor's given us Bible study. He's given us, <laughs> uh, you know, the Sunday sermon. And now it's time to break those things down so we can digest them. Because if you're listening on Sunday, you even if you're taking notes, there may be some there may be another side. You may have a question that you right. couldn't necessarily ask. So it's my job to kind of, you know, get the other side of what you were saying on a Sunday right. or a Wednesday. 
Um, yesterday, yesterday, you gave us, and I'm going to put this on the screen real quick. Uh, we were still in our Finding the Cure series, right? Yeah, we, we were still in the Finding the, the Cure. That was the finale. Yeah, and, and I'm going to be honest, man. This Finding the Cure series has really, really blessed me. I know it has blessed the people that's been on the live. Listen, y'all y'all be tearing up them comments, man. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I think I got off yesterday. It was like 200 comments on there. <laughs> uh, but that just that's just a testament that, that God is really moving through this word. Um, but yesterday you were talking about ain't too proud to beg. I don't know if you were listening to the Temptations or if the, yeah. <laughs> before you came in, you know. But uh, ain't too proud to beg. Let let me ask you this: since we're doing the play by play breakdown, what was your where was your mind at, or when God gave you this download of this sermon, um, and what was like the intent to to what were you trying to convey? Um, a couple of things. So first and foremost, uh, if there's any preachers watching or listening, um, God has like this weird way of sort of how he how he downloads, you know, the messages. And, you know, sometimes sometimes I might write a whole sermon and still not really be settled on a title. OK, OK. You know what I mean? Yes, um, and sometimes. Sometimes I might get the title first and I might be holding on to a title for months until God gives me a text that matches the title and, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, with this particular message, um, I wanted I, I, I personally wanted for with this being the finale uh, of the series, I wanted a message that would sort of wrap up everything. Right. Okay. Um, and, and when God directed me to this text and I'm reading the text, uh, immediately the fact that, that this man begged just, just stuck out. And so, um, you know, the Holy Spirit just kind of, we were, we were in discussion, <laughs> me and the Holy Spirit yes, were in sir. discussion and, and, you know, uh, I, it just really stuck out and, and, and the Holy Spirit just kind of dropped on me like, you know, you've been talking about finding the cure for this and finding the cure for that. But the reality is, you know, there's a lot of people who will never get the cure uh, because they're, they're too prideful. They, they won't ask. They won't acknowledge that there's a need for a cure. Uh, and so, you know, the Holy Spirit just kind of put that on me, man, that like, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, in order for us to get in the spiritual or in the natural, in order for us to get the cure for anything, we first have to uh, acknowledge that there's a problem and get a diagnosis. Okay. Uh, the doctor cannot diagnose uh, what what you don't present. Right. You know what I mean. Um, and so, uh, if the doctor finds if the doctor finds cancer in you and he says, you know, I mean, you're already in stage four. You know, you can't be mad at him for saying. You know, we, we we could easily be like, well, why why you didn't do something before? Why you didn't tell right. me this before? And he's like, I, I ain't seen you. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, like how was I going to diagnose this? Like, like you you never you never you never called me. You never came to see me. You never told me that there was an issue. You know, um, and so uh, as as like I said, man, the Holy Spirit, we're kind of in discussion. You know, it was just like when it's all said and done. You know, you got to get to a place where you understand that there's a need uh, and then then and only then uh, can we get to a place of healing. 
Okay, so with that, I got, I got, I had to write down a question. If y'all saw me typing, <laughs> like sometimes, man, <laughs> sometimes I go back and I watch these, and I could just see myself thinking, right? Because you, you will say something, and I'm like, no, nah, we can't just go past that, right? So um, I wanted to ask this, and and this is gonna be kind of layered, um, so we'll take our time with this. This will probably be the main point, right? Um, but is it pride? or ignorance or a combination of the two when it comes down to identifying what that pain point is? Um, I would say that it's a combination simply be, well, no, I, I would say that it's mostly pride because here's the thing. What you're referring to is the diagnosis of the problem. Okay. But you knew you were in pain. Okay, okay. Okay. You knew something was off. You, you knew something, something was, was off. You're right. Right. Like okay. you, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, so yeah, for sure. Now, for now sure. of course, there are times in all of our lives where it's just like, you know, something's been going on for a while uh-huh. and it takes a while for it to register. For like, you man, to identify been, yeah, what like, it man, is. I, yeah. Come to think of it, I've been, I've been really tired for, for a while now. Yeah, or, yeah. you know, come to think about it, you know, my, my knee been hurting for a while. You yeah. know what I mean? So there, there are times where you don't necessarily recognize it right away. Mm-hmm. But but the reality is like, if we're being honest, like a lot of times, like we know that there is an issue, yeah, and we choose to either you know, uh, belittle the issue, or think that well I can get myself through this, you know what I mean? I know what okay. to do to fix it, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so a lot of times that's because, you know, we we don't we we have too much pride to really consult with somebody who probably knows better. Okay, so it's not necessarily ignorance in the fact that you don't know. It's more so that pride makes us ignore yeah. the pain point. Yeah. Okay, okay, so that's 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 good. That's good right there because I, I think there I've learned this that there is so much power in just saying help. Yeah. Right? Like I, I promise you sometimes I don't know the root of whatever to your point there is something wrong and you can feel it. Now, whether or not you ignore that because of your pride or because of whatever, there's something wrong. There's something off either in your thinking, either in your attitude. I know for me for a while, like anger was a thing and I just didn't understand why I was getting angry about stuff, but it was a thing. You know, I mean, it'd be just some of the smallest stuff and not anger like you throwing stuff or slapping people, but you know, just anger. You, you know when you're angry inside at least, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I learned just to say help, like, like help. Like, I don't know what the problem is, but help. Let me, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I want to, I want to word this to where it makes as much sense to y'all as it does in my head. Okay. (laughs) Your, your biggest issues oftentimes solicit the simplest response. Okay. I think so, we said something to that effect similar. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so to your point like sometimes all you have all you can say is help because I don't I don't know I don't know what direction to point you in. I don't know to say help me with this or help me with right, that. Right, right, right. I just know that there's something wrong and help, right? Mm-hmm. So generally the bigger the task the simpler your response. And, and here's Bible for it. Jesus is walking on the water. 
The disciples see Jesus from a distance. Jesus tells them, don't be scared as me. Peter says, if it's really you, tell me to come out to you. Peter then gets out of the boat in the middle of a storm. So he jumps out of his comfort zone. He jumps out of safety. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't jump out of safety just to jump out of safety. He jumps wow. out of safety in a storm. Right? Right. So, so he jumps out of a safe place in the unsafest of times. Absolutely. And walks on water. The Bible says that he then starts to, to look around at the storm instead of at Christ and begins to sink. Now, Peter, it's not really, we, we don't consider Jesus walking on water a huge miracle because he's Jesus. Right, right. I mean, it's a miracle, but right, like right. when but we talk we, about the miracles of Christ, like we mention like walk on water, but it's like, yo, that's God. Yeah, yeah. Much. You know what I mean? But Peter walks on water. Right. The only other person in scripture that has that, that feet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As Peter is walking on water in the middle of the storm while everybody else is in safety, judging him for doing it. Yeah. Peter's response to his sinking is not, dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. <laughs> right. Because I've lost my way in life. Right, 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 right. He says one word, and that's help. Help, yeah, help, help. Peter never faces anything as dangerous again at least recorded in scripture, in my opinion, he doesn't face anything else that dangerous ever again. And in the most dangerous moment of his life, his only response is help. Yeah. And there's power in that word, man. I, I like, and, and sometimes I think it's not our job to your point about the doctor, right? You could tell the doctor, Hey, my foot's been hurting. It's his job to identify where that pain is coming from. You might say, Oh, it's only when I walk, so it must be the heel or the this. And he's like, no, your knees, the way you walk, your feet are pointed <laughs> yeah. this way and your knees are that way. Yeah. That's God's job. You know, God God knows. <laughs> you know, it's not nothing that. So when we're saying help, I, cause I think sometimes to your point, like that pride is often because, hey, you're God. Mm-hmm. You know what's wrong with me. You know this. You know, so you can just fix it without. I, well, I got to say something. Well, I'm, I'm well, just. There's, there's that, but then there's also. The exact opposite of that that says, like, man, you're God. Like, you got enough stuff to deal with. I can do this. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that, yeah. For sure. You might think, you, you have enough pride to think that something is too small for right. God. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah, I guess that would. Ego. Ego. Mm-hmm. I guess those are, you know, the same, similar yeah. things. Uh, okay. So, I guess this would be the perfect segue into this. Pride has no place in healing, right? This was so. So you, um, your first point was believe for what you ask, mm-hmm. right? Um, and with that, this just stuck out to me when you said pride has no place in healing. So we can break, kind of dissect that first point, and then yeah. So I mean, so as far as dissecting the first point, like I, I would probably say go back and listen to the message. Absolutely. But, um, I'll put the point up, but yeah, you gotta go back. Yeah. yeah. Because otherwise we kind of redundant. But essentially it's the idea that, you know, don't waste time asking God for something you don't actually believe him for. So like sometimes we we pray just so we can say we pray. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have, you know, the victim complex and 
we pray without belief so that we can say like, man, I prayed and God ain't even, God ain't even do anything. You know what I mean? So if, if you're going to, if you're going to pray at all, believe in what you're asking for or believe God for what you're asking for. Okay. Um, oh, go, ahead. Ahead. Go, no, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that was, that was, that was pretty much it. I was going to go into. Okay. I was, I was just going to ask this. Um, so sometimes, and I don't, I don't want to answer the question for you, but do you think that some is that sometimes it's not that the ask is too audacious, it's our belief isn't audacious enough? I think that sometimes they don't match, yes. Okay, okay. Because what I'm thinking of is, because there's been times in my life, especially like when we're talking about, you know, that growth thing, I would ask for things that I didn't even have enough like faith to really stand on. Mm -hmm. So then my actions will kind of contradict what I'm asking for. You see what I'm yeah, saying? And I, I think we'll get into that once we address the next point. Okay. Okay. But the next point from the sermon, I, I think addresses that well, but what okay. I will say is what I will say is this. The Bible says, Jesus says, if you have faith, the size of a grain of a mustard seed, then you can tell this mountain to move and it'll be cast into the sea. So, of course, we have to take into account, you know, the difference between our will and God's will. But yes, yes, sir. But if the faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed moves mountains, mm -hmm. then. But but also understanding that it's not just about the mustard seed. We got to understand the dynamics of faith. So if you don't really believe, then that's not really faith. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like saying you have faith isn't the same. So what would as you call faith. that? What would you call that? Like I mean just I, like a wish, basically? Basically. Okay. I mean, okay. At, at that point you just talking. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At that like, point, yeah, you just at that point you just talking. So saying that you have faith doesn't mean you have faith. Right. Right? So it's the actual belief. It's the actual belief in as as far as scripture says, it's the belief in the thing you don't see. Yeah. Right? So so I yes, I think that sometimes they don't match. I think that your belief in what you're asking for and what you're asking for your belief in God for what you're asking for and what you're actually asking for, I don't think they match up a lot of times. Okay. Okay. Um Believe what you ask for. That's that's that sounds so simple, mm -hmm. right? Just believe what you ask for. Like it sounds simple, but it's such an important thing to take away, right? It really is because there's some things that you're asking for right now that you just asked for in passing, and you haven't spent enough time to really think about it enough to really believe it fully. You know what I'm saying? Like you might have. I don't know what's smaller than the mustard seed, but you know what I mean? You might have... It's not much. That's why he used that as a... Right, right. So, so what I'm saying is, like, you might have enough audacity to believe it when you said it, but you haven't focused your energy on believing it. Like, I, like to, me, to me, I think that's even, in my opinion, that's even what this faith works means, right? Sure. Not, just, not just the work, the actual work, but I'm talking about, like, the 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 full faith like when you wake up in the morning you're remembering what you asked for and you're standing on it not like hey god i asked you for this a couple weeks ago and now i 
I didn't forget about it. Like it, it wasn't even really that what, deep. What's this? So, so yes, as far as the faith works apparel, that that whole thing. Yes, but if, think about it like this. Think about how many things we ask God for, just out of habit. Yeah, I guess that's what I was trying to. So, so watch this. So you pray, and it's like, at least it should be in all of our prayer. There's some we say something to the effect of. God forgive me for my sins. Yeah. Right? Yes. But then, so we pray that daily. Mm-hmm. But then we say when we sin, like, man, I just can't help it. Yeah. yeah. But the Bible says you're no longer a slave to sin. Right. Right. Right? So, yeah. so realistically, you know, when we're asking God, when we're asking God, God, like, help me. Help me to not do this anymore. Right. Are you saying that because it's the right thing to say? Or are you saying that because you be- you believe that he'll actually do that? Do yeah. So that's something small that we just say every day. Yeah, yeah. But does your belief system... Now, now here's where the work comes in because faith without works is dead, right? And so here's where the work comes in. If I know that I have an issue and I'm asking God to help to bring me out of that, why would I put myself in position to fall victim to it? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, so even even something because because we put even though the Bible doesn't support this, we put sins on pedestal, mm-hmm. right? So I don't care if it's a quote unquote bad sin like fornication, yeah, or if it's an overlooked sin like gluttony. What you still, if you're asking God to take something from you, don't put yourself in a position. Don't even buy the little Debbies. Why you buying them? Talking about why well, I ain't really gonna eat them like that. Well, don't. Well, why, why you buying them? They be calling me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know why? Why you? If you know, if you know you're physically and sexually attracted to 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 someone, why would you put yourself in the space of being alone with them? Right. And you know, I I don't want to go off track here, but I think that pride really comes into play there right because it's like because you've convinced yourself that i i can fix this i can do yeah this. yeah yeah because like when i say when i say i remember having this conversation with a friend of mine right and he was like bro you don't even go out no more like you married you don't go out no more you don't do none of that i said well i'm not gonna put myself in that situation because not only i i, I understand generational curses my dad has kids with like five or six different women you see what i'm saying like i'm not I am not so powerful that I think I can escape my DNA. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm dead serious. Like, I don't even want to open that box. And I was telling him that. And he was like, but, bro, like, you're, you're faithful. Like, you're this. You, you got faith. You got this. I'm not putting myself. I don't care how faithful I am. All it takes is a couple. Okay, maybe not the first time. But that 100th time that I go. It may be a night that me and my wife had an argument. <laughs> it well, may here, be a here's, night here's, where. Here's scripture for that. The Bible says to flee from temptation. Mm, okay. Yeah. See, yeah. The, see, people misquote scripture. They say that we're supposed to resist temptation. No. You're supposed to you, flee from the, it. Here, here's what it is. Mm. The Bible doesn't say resist temptation. The Bible says resist the devil. Yeah. yeah. And he'll flee from you, but you are to flee from, from temptation. temptation. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so that, I mean, we say all of that to say... You know, if, if you're going to pray for something, whether it's for God to take something away yeah. or whether it's for God to bless you with something, 
you know, if you're not going to really believe him for it, don't waste your time praying about it. Absolutely, man. This is what I love about this podcast because I'm like, I get to grow in the podcast. So I know, listen, if nothing else, this podcast is helping me and my family, (laughs) like for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like for sure, it absolutely is, man. I hope that you're getting value from this podcast. And if you had, I'm going to ask you one more time, please share the podcast make sure you that you're subscribed um let's transition into into this next point because like you said um this point actually hit i didn't even look at my notes right at <laughs> this point it actually hit home what i asked you before um you said be ready for what you ask for so the first is believe what you ask i'm gonna put this back on the screen believe for what you ask the second one is be ready for what you ask for um and you talked about being in position and in your posture um and like we just said, you got to go back and get those nuggets, right? <laughs> so you can go back on Spotify and listen to that. Um, but the thing that I had got from what you said, and when you said be ready for what you asked for, I was thinking that we have to be thinking ahead. Right? Like, like I was just reading this book this past week called um, Your Next Five Moves. Okay. Right? And that book is, is, is a strategy book for business, but it's... I looked at it because he talked about your family. He talked about it in all different aspects. Sure. And, and I think that we are men of the triple-double lifestyle, right? And okay. what I mean by that is we're not just focused on – you're not just focused on being a great preacher. You're focused right. on being a great pastor, husband, father. You know, all these – that's a yeah. triple-double lifestyle, right? Right, right, right? We're not trying to just put up points in this one area. But one thing that I thought of when you said that was thinking those five moves ahead because, like, Okay, I'm asking God for something in this season. It may not come for a couple of seasons, but what's the move? What What am I going to do when I actually get it? Right. Like, or how am I going to prepare up into it happens? Because I don't know when it's going to happen. Right. But I need to wake up every single day like it can happen today. Yeah. So, what What are your thoughts on that? So I'll give you this example. Is here's a very practical example. Like I said, people, everybody can relate to money. <clears throat> yeah. So my godparents. Um, my godparents a few years ago uh, decided that they were empty nesters. They were going to treat themselves to some nice purchases. Okay. Okay. Some purchases. Uh, my, godmother, <laughs> my godmother got basically a custom Beamer. Okay. Uh-huh. Brand new off the assembly line. Yes, sir. My godfather, same thing, but he wanted, he wanted a Buick. I think he got a Regal. You know what I mean? Um model year you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. no miles we, we fresh off the assembly line with this thing right yes, sir. so they yes, sir. now they're very well to do financially so they could have they could have just went out and done it right but but what they chose to do was they uh went to to the dealerships found out about how much it would cost for the cars that they wanted and they started because because they're they're very financially responsible as well. So like, you know, the cars that they had were paid off. There was no car note. There was no you know nothing like that. So what they did was they went to the dealerships, picked out the cars that they wanted, found out how much it was going to cost, and they started paying the car note into their own savings account for six months before they went to buy the car. Hmm. Very smart move. Very smart. So so, on surface level. We're thinking like, okay, that's the down payment, right? So now the payments can be lower. So that's what that was about. And it was, but it wasn't. What it was really about is 
we have not had a car note. Right. So kind of shifting that mindset. So we need to shift our mindset yeah. that this money is going to be coming out every month now. Yeah. Yeah. Right? For sure. And, and we're not talking about a small sum of money. Like I said, these are brand new cars. You got that beam. Luxury. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, and so um, I say that to say that like they, they were positioning themselves to be ready for what they were believing was coming. You see what I'm saying? Um, if 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 I would have known then what I know now, when I lived in an apartment, I would not have been so quick to call the maintenance man. Mm. So that way you can get accustomed to. Because when I bought a house, it wasn't no maintenance. Man. I'm, I'm maintenance man. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? Repairman so, man. Yeah, man. yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so so, I had not in that space and in that capacity i had not positioned myself yes sir to be ready ah, for man. what i had asked god for now here's the thing god still gave it to me yeah yeah but but if if i didn't learn quickly to change my positioning i wouldn't have been able to keep it because the repairs the repairs would have put me out of the house before the mortgage did yeah yeah for sure because I was already accustomed to paying a price for mortgage. I, I was accustomed to that. Right. I wasn't accustomed to paying the additional. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? So the insurance. The, is, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. and so, um, you know, we have to be we have to be conscious enough to say, you know what? While I'm asking and believing God for a thing, I'm also going to start preparing myself not to receive it, yeah. but to be able to keep it and maintain it. Man, I think this just reminds me of a, a, a of a story, like a business story. But I think it was IBM, right? I think it was IBM, and like when IBM was like first starting, and I think that they're at this point they were kind of you know getting their wheels churning or whatnot. But once again, you know they they didn't really they weren't really reaching their height. And, and the CEO of IBM, he has this quote out there that said, like, once we started behaving as a Fortune 500 company, we became a Fortune 500 company almost instantly. <laughs> you know, what I'm watch, watch this. We, we were talking about this before this podcast I, when I was saying, like, no, this don't put this here because it doesn't look right. 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 Don't every Sunday I'm I'm, I'm nitpicking at something seemingly small. Oh. Yeah. And that's because although our platform and our building and, and whatever is small now. Yeah. I, I, and I've said this to, to, to our leadership group, our praise team, whatever. God is not going to bless us with anything more until we learn how to function mm-hmm. where we are. So so what happens is what happens is a lot of people get it backwards and they feel like, OK, so let's take us, for example. Some of our leadership team might think, you know, well, once we get into a bigger or better space, then we'll start doing this. When God is saying, no, show me, show me now. Yeah. Right. Show, show me now. Because, because here's the thing. Why would I put you in a bigger space and you're not feeling this yeah, one? Yeah, you're not handling what you, what you got. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? And so, and so to that point of that CEO, um, I had not heard that quote, but I, I do believe uh, that that is absolutely true. I believe that you behave, and I don't, I'm I'm even careful to to say, to use the word perform. 
um, because performing implies that it's not genuine. Uh -huh. Once you begin to be, I, I believe that you should begin to behave uh, for where you're trying to go yes, and not for where you are. Man, uh, okay, so there's 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 two sides to this, right? Mm -hmm. That I just thought of. So when you say behave, um, I'm thinking of habits. Now, sure. there are some obvious habits that we must have with whatever you're trying to do. So let's, I'm just gonna use myself as an example, right? I knew for the past, let's say, five years that I wanted to eventually transition to full-time entrepreneurship, right? So I changed the tangible habits. So what I, what, instead of, like, to your point, started working out, started waking up early, started, because I realized that, that I may not be the smartest, I may not be the best, but if I can get there before you, I can pass you up. You see what I'm saying? So now I'm like, okay, who wakes up at 4 o'clock in the morning? Not many people. So let's start waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Let's develop these habits. Let's start giving our all to this thing that we hate, our job. Right? I did not like my job. But I was giving 100% to that job because I knew that whenever this opportunity comes, I needed to be given 100% to that. But guess the one thing that I never really tamed until I transitioned? What's that? My money. Mm. Now, would I save? Yeah, but that wasn't real because it's like soon something come up that you want, you diving and you dipping, right? Right. But I had entrepreneurial intangibles, but I didn't have the money habit, which is like the biggest habit. So I, with my paycheck, I would spend my pay like I would, I would pay my bills, I would pay my tithes, and then I would. In that order, like I didn't have the order of this, 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 this. An entrepreneur or a person that is like financially literate, what they gonna do for? They pay themselves first. They invest and then they put what they onto their bill, right? So I didn't have that habit. And once I realized that, oh snap, this is a whole shift in philosophy, like in money. This is a whole shift in philosophy. It's a totally different philosophy. I literally have to take this and pour it here before any of it comes out. And before I was letting it run out, yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It, if you can imagine like columns, right? My asset column was empty. And as an entrepreneur, that can't happen. Or you're, yeah. or you're going you're to not literally, gonna long. <laughs> you're not going to be in the game at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so to your point, I think that we have to identify which habits we don't, which ones we're not looking at. Pull back the layers. Like, like I said, this is a spiritual development podcast, right? So pull back those layers because you do, if you're listening to this, you do have some of the intangibles that you need for that next level that you're asking for. I, I would say it like this. I think that just using that same thought process because, because now, now we're hearing, especially in the black community, uh, we're hearing this term intersectionality. Hmm. Um, and... For those of you who may not be as familiar, it's it's You're it's a fairly right it's now. a fairly new term as it pertains to like sociology. Okay. But intersectionality is like the marks that you have against you and how they cross. Okay. So for okay. example, like when we talk about social injustice, police brutality, right? Yeah. Um men are naturally visually more threatening than women. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, as a man, you know, it, so I'm in sales, 
mm-hmm. right? This is real life. This is not an example. I'm in sales, and when I make a phone call, yeah, me being a man is already strike one. Right, right. Yeah. They don't know my phone number. They don't know. And as soon as I hey, I introduce myself, they're already turned off because right. they feel threatened because there's a man's voice on the other end. Right, right, yeah. Right. So men are naturally more threatening. The intersectionality as it pertains to, you know, like social injustice and police brutality is not only am I a man going north and south, but I'm also black going east and west. And so where they meet Uh is the intersection between I'm even more dangerous because not only am I a man, not only am I black, but I'm a black man. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So same thing for like black women in, you know, the corporate world. Right. 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 Yeah. And then regardless of how you feel about it morally, you know, you add you add, you know, uh, uh, homosexuality. That's another cross in the intersection. Right. Right, So. So I say all that to say this. Um, We have to we have to be sure that when we are preparing ourselves uh, and we're positioning ourselves that we recognize the intersectionality that comes with it. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so what you're talking about is how an entrepreneur needs to view their money. Yeah. And you're an entrepreneur. Right. But you're also a Christian. Yeah. So you're a Christian entrepreneur. Yes, sir. There's an intersection there. Yeah. Because if I'm just an entrepreneur, I would say, pay yourself first, pour back into your business, whatever, whatever. But scripture says, give God what's his first. Right. Right. So now that's another layer. Yeah. So full circle. I know that's a long way around. Full circle. Now, like you said, we have to identify these areas because when I'm teaching a tithing principle, Mm -hmm. generally what people tell me is I can't afford to tithe. Mm. Which isn't true at all. Well, it, it... it is from a certain perspective. Right. Okay. okay. So, so for example, if I've taught my, we, we're teaching, First Lady and I are teaching our children now the importance of giving, the importance of tithing. Right. So when they get out of our house and they create a budget and they decide what kind of place I can afford, mm-hmm. they're already saying, I get, I get paid this much, but then my tithes is this much. How much do I have left over to pay Amen. rent? Yeah. Whereas most people say, I get paid this much. I got to pay rent and I only have this much to give yeah, to God, yeah. right? So, so it's just a change of philosophy. It's a change of philosophy, a change of mindset. So basically all I'm saying right now is what you were saying as far as having to change your mind for entrepreneurship, you even have to have another layer of that when you're talking about being a Christian, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, because now, now what's happening is I've created these bad spending habits and I've convinced myself that I can't afford to do this yeah. when in all actuality, it's not that I can afford it. It's that I've prioritized other things over it. Yeah. And we naturally go to, well, I'm not going to not pay my bills. Yeah, but you also not skipping the fast food line. Yeah, yeah. and, and that's what I meant by that. Yeah. Because that that is where you have to be very, you have to have your eyes on it, right? Yeah. And anybody that says, like, I don't have money for this or money for that, your philosophy around money is just wrong. Right. It's just wrong. Like like when I when I say I think that everybody should have that. It's not even an entrepreneurial's um, mindset when it comes to money. It's really a wealth mindset when it comes to money, because that's 
their philosophy. Their philosophy, even as a Christian, right? Let's just, let's say as a Christian uh, person who's trying to build wealth, right? You're going to take your percentage, ten or more, like whatever your, but the baseline is ten, right? Paying your tithes, but then from there. Your money should be working for you. That's a philosophy. It is, but but and I think and I don't I don't want to I don't want to beat on on giving and tithing. Right, right, right. But first, right, bi- biblical principles. If first. we if we if we held on to the to the biblical philosophy of money first, yeah, we could probably get to wealth a lot faster. Oh, absolutely. Because the Bible absolutely. says, you know, basically bring the tithing to Bible says bring the tithing to the storehouse. So that there'll be uh, meat, uh, meat in your house. So basically God is saying, if you bless my house, I'll bless your house. Absolutely. So can you gain wealth without tithing? Yes. But as a believer, you're probably lowering your, your speed of, pro- of progress or even your chances of success yeah. if you're not living. Now, if you don't believe in scripture, you're not held to that standard. Right, right. That's true. Yeah. But if you're, if you're, if you're a, a proclaiming that you're a believer... Mm-hmm. Then you are held to that standard. Yeah, and, and to that to that point, I there's a lot of um, like business people who who don't necessarily believe in religion or any of these things that we believe in, right? Um, or even a relationship with God, right? But somehow they still hold that principle of giving, and the reason is because their belief is if I'm not giving, then I'm not creating space. The same way that we believe in giving is literally the same principle so so the giving part should never really waver and the reason why i'm saying that is because if we even just look at it let's just say as karma Mm -hmm. you get what you you know know what i'm saying so if you're so so if you're so tight with that with everything that you're doing let's just not just say money but you're so tight you're holding everything to the vest you're 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 risk adverse right then only the things within that box that you're putting yourself in can come to you. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So, and 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 I'll, I'll, again, this could easily take us way off subject. Right. But right. Generally, <laughs> generally, successful people struggle with faith and religion mm-hmm. because they've decided that I've got I've gotten here on my own. Yeah. Yeah. God didn't do this for me. My hard work did this for me. Right. Uh, and so they, but they do believe in, you know, the universe or karma or whatever the case may be. Right. But again, what we, what we find is people generally don't have an issue with biblical principle. People have an issue with the belief and the role of Christ. Yeah. They, they they had that problem with submitting. That's yeah. yeah. And and it it all revolves around Christ. They have a problem with believing that God came in the flesh, died for your sins and rose again on the third day. Right. Like that. That's where the issue comes in. The, the idea of 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 reap what you sow is karma. Right. Like the idea of, you know, uh, uh, you know, take care of what you have and 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 work at it and you'll get more. That's, you know, uh, if scripture, if you remain faithful over a few things, mm-hmm. I'll make you ruler over many. Yeah. That, even the so, gift, even the gifts, like like using right. your gift to. The, exactly. Exactly. So people generally don't have an issue with biblical principle. Right. People have an issue with the Bible. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and even even the principle, like cause I said, assets, you know, gaining assets. Right. Even that principle is in the Bible when you're talking about planting seeds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Planting, planting the seeds, seeds on the good soil. You know, yeah. so it's literally the same absolutely. concepts. And there's not there's not a 
personal development book that I've read, and I've read hundreds of personal development books or business development, whatever, that's not based off uh, uh, biblical principles. They I can, can say, like, I, I they're, you know. Yeah, no, you're, you're right, because you do read a lot of that stuff. And I could, we could, we could do, maybe we should, we could do a podcast where you present these individual growth development principles, and I'll give you scripture for it. Yeah, that would be a good episode, actually. That will be it. We, because I can almost guarantee you that every one of those ideas in either directly or indirectly came from the Bible. Oh, that, look, there's no <laughs> doubt because, man, we can go. That, 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 look, that's another podcast yeah, that's another a time because we can really pull back them layers because in, in, my, th- in, in my thinking, it's almost like we will we'll do that another yeah. time because I'm about to go. I'm, I'm about to go somewhere else. But um, basically what we're trying to say with that, right, is is be ready for what you're asking for. By, by pulling back those layers and seeing which habits that you don't have. And, and, and it's nothing, and, and back to what we said in the beginning of the podcast, it's not, it's not that you're not growing or that you're not developing. There's always something that we need to be striving to get better at or to develop. Sure. Or, once or like we said last podcast about the seasons, right? One season we're focused over here and now this habit has lacked. Like I said, I've, I've been talking to God more, but now me reading my word, which which that habit should have never lacked because I developed that habit. But I now I have to go pick up those pieces. Yeah, and, 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 and I'll say this and then we can go to the next point. But the good thing is, is that you're creating the habit, right? right because right. because once you've created the habit, that's the doing. Right. Now, you can you can manipulate the win. Yeah. yeah. Right. So now. So now maybe, maybe I pick back up on reading my word and, and, and I have to sit and focus on that. So I'm going to pick back up on reading my word at, you know, early in the morning. And now I want to maintain that communication with God. But, 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 but now I can, I can do that while I'm driving. Yeah, yeah. I can't read while I'm driving. Right, you know right, what I'm right. saying? So, and I'm saying that for you for an example because I know what you do on a day-to-day right, right. basis. You're you in the car a long time by yourself yeah. on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's... That's perfect time where you can where you can feel that with talking to God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so and so th- there's there's creating the habits of one thing, but that's the doing part of it. Uh, then. But when you do it, you know, is can can be, you know, sort of manipulated. Absolutely. So listen, y'all, we um, we got believe for what you ask. Mm-hmm. Be ready for uh, be ready for what you ask. And we kind of dived into that five moves ahead thinking five moves ahead will literally put you ahead in life because you have to know what you're going to do or you have to have an idea i'm not going to say you have to know you have to know what you're going to do when god blesses you it's part of the preparation process right now you don't have to know exactly because god's going to blow your mind like he always does right you, um, you you want you want to have a plan for god to alter absolutely oh that's Okay, uh, then that y'all gonna have to we gonna have to make that a quotable somewhere, right? <laughs> like, cause cause that was hard, right? That was hard. Let me mark that down, cause we can make this a clip, you know. <laughs> but uh, the the last thing that you gave us um, in this ain't too proud ain't too proud to beg uh, sermon 
was be grateful for what you get. And like we say every podcast, we're not going to go over that point specifically because guess what you can do? You can go back and listen to it. We put these things on Spotify. We leave them up on YouTube. It's, it's there, right? It's on YouTube, Abundant Faith Church. It's on Facebook, Abundant yeah. Faith Church. Guess where else is that? It's on Spotify, at Abundant Faith Church, yeah. right? So um, be grateful for what you get. Um I wrote something down. Oh, okay. This, 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 I, I want to end on this. Okay. Because this right here is the marching order, I feel like. Right? If you <laughs> okay. listen to this podcast, you know we give a marching order every week. You said, give a sacrifice that matches what God's done. Oh, man. I want to walk off and just let, just, <laughs> just zoom in on you and <laughs> let you do your thing. But, like, that right there, man, I'll let you go. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I want to say this in a way that's not what I said on Sunday, but I don't know that I can. In, in the Old Testament Levitical law, uh, Moses sets rules for, you know, how believers are supposed to function. And so in those rules, you know, um, you, you quite li- there, there was a mapped out plan for what action required what sacrifice okay right so a dove was an appropriate sacrifice for one thing a, a sheep or a lamb or was an appropriate sac- yeah, yeah. Th- so th- there was appropriate sacrifice for either for the purpose of reconciliation or for the purpose of uh you know god doing something for you and you showing an appreciation to him and so i think that sometimes uh not i think i know for a fact that sometimes we either miss out or prolong our blessings because our sacrifice doesn't match the gift. And so um, I just, I, I believe that we have to get to a place where, and I think I'm, I might've said this on Sunday, but like, you know, if you're asking God, uh, I think I use the lottery example, but like, even if we just use it in terms of a job, like, you know, we're asking God, like, God, I, I need to make more money. God is like, for what? Mm. So you can blow that too, <laughs> right, right? You know what I mean? Like right, I, I need right. a job. I need a job that pays more. Like for what? I need a job that I don't have to work so many hours. Oh, so do you plan on coming to church more? Do you plan right, on, right. you know, so do you, you plan on serving your more. community? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so what are you going to do with yeah, this time? For sure. And so I believe that when God blesses us with a thing, we should give a sacrifice that matches that. So, you know, again, with with from a financial perspective. The 10% is the measuring stick, but if God blesses me above and beyond what my normal is, then I should be able to give God a little more, not because he needs it, but because I'm showing my appreciation. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, if, 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 you, if, if God blesses you, you know, like I said, where maybe you're making the same amount of money, but you can do it in a less amount of time. Why should somebody have to beg you to come help clean the church? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you pray for God to do this for you. You know, and he did it. Like, now what are you going to do with it besides sleep? Um, In your relationships, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? In your relationship, there's some some obligations that come along with being a husband. There's obligations that come along with being a wife. Um, But my wife knows, praise God, that if I, you know, I don't go above and beyond for this purpose. But if I go above and beyond, you know, every now and then, let's be fruitful. Praise God. You know what I mean? So, 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 (laughs) so, you know, I I think that, that there is... Uh, I don't know if this is even a real word, but I believe that there's a, a reciprocality uh, that comes into play uh, when you 
when you uh, when you're dealing with the things of God, and and you can never the old folks say, and they would sing a song, you can't beat God's giving no matter how hard you try. But what I can do is tell you, God, I know I can't beat you giving, but what I can do is show you how appreciative I am of you. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, listen, we're not gonna beat that, but you 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 can't look that you can't overlook that, right? It's not it's not equal giving but it is equal sacrifice you can never be god and given but you can match it in sacrifice and, and that may be different for you you know it, i don't know what your time was like. this whole podcast is about ta- tailoring what we're talking about to your own life right, right. we don't know your life <laughs> you know what i'm saying you may be living a totally different life in a totally different age group but you can tailor it to your life Right. And that sacrifice piece is something major. And and this is something that I'm conscious about because God has been too good to me. Like even in the midst of like when things are going bad or terrible, seemingly, I'm like the least I can do for God, even just sustaining me through. We're in a pandemic. (laughs) You know, let let me like let let me say this. Let me say this. The sermon title was ain't too proud to beg, but let's not focus on just the begging. So, so even in the intro of the sermon, I talked about, you know, yes, the, 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 the necessity uh, of, of understanding that, that there is a need and there is a problem. But I don't want us to focus solely on the begging piece because you can you can you can substitute that word with whatever you want. I, I ain't too proud to beg. I ain't too proud to serve. I ain't too proud to give. Mm-hmm. You I, ain't know, I, ain't too, I ain't too proud to sacrifice. I ain't yeah. too proud to cry. I ain't too proud. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so, so the, the. I would probably say that the the real the real motive of the message is for us to remove pride. That's that's the bigger takeaway. It's to yeah. remove pride because sure. because again, this is the wrap up to finding the cure. Uh, and so, if if you're too prideful, uh, if you're too prideful in any given area, uh, you can't fully be healed because even if I give you the medicine, your pride won't let you take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like you said, like you said in the sermon, pride has no place in healing. Yeah, pride has no place in the healing process for sure. Um, but like I said, man, you you can't overlook that because, like like I said, we can never be God given. But guess what? You can do. You you can go to your church, abundant faith. I hope is abundant faith, right? And serve like we got we got a, we got space for you, right? Uh, we got this. Uh, we got the gathering coming up this Sunday. Absolutely. We got the gathering coming up. Listen, you might see the one of these booths vacant. Come on, you know, serve like like it's. I I'll, I'm conscious of that. Like my wife had asked me, like, you know, sometimes you take on these projects and this and this and that. But I'm like, I, and sometimes I'm, I, I'm very careful to talk to you so I don't overextend myself as well, you know. But I can never be God given. So the least I can do is sacrifice an hour for Bible study to help somebody else get the Bible study, you know, or, or on a Sunday or right now. Like like I could easily be you could be out doing something. I could be out you know, sourcing. But, but this is God's work and I can never feed him given. And as a matter of fact, this probably benefits me more. I don't know, you know, what blessings are on the other side of whatever that we're I mean, doing. When we talk about when we talk about sacrifice. You know, when scripture talks about sacrifice, um, scripture refers to our sacrifice. We, we are to give in time, talent, and treasure. Mm. So, first of all, recognize that the treasure or the money is last on the list, right? Yeah. Time, time is important because, because you can't 
you can't get that. You don't know how much of it you have, and once it's gone, you can't get it back. Yeah. Um. So when you sacrifice your time, you know, God really appreciates that because because we're so finite that a time yeah. sacrifice is something that we can never recover from. Yeah. You know, our talent. That's our greatest the, asset. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, our talent, the things that God has blessed us with, to the ability to be able to do. Yes, sir. Why would, if God gave us the ability, why would we give it to somebody else before we give it to him? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what else you can sacrifice? Guess what you can sacrifice? You can sacrifice a little bit of time and come on down to the gathering <laughs> on Sunday. I'm, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Let me you, go I'm, ahead and throw the banner up. Listen, I'm going to tell you all this. And this, this might be a bold statement, but I stand behind it. I stand behind it. You can call it a sacrifice if you want for coming to the gathering, but I guarantee you, uh-huh. I guarantee you It'd be more that you will get more from it than you put into it. Are you definitely going to get more value? We put in time and sweat equity into that thing, <laughs> but you know what else you can sacrifice on top of that? You could, oh, they didn't cut, look, they didn't, oh, they hate on me. All right, look, I was on my, I was on my Segway train, but you know what else you could sacrifice on top of that? You could sacrifice $20 and get you an abundant faith shirt, you know, or, or faith work shirt. Um, every shirt that you buy, I can't, I'm looking into the camera right now. Every shirt that you buy helps feed a family, y'all. I don't know if you've drove past 1500 North Tibbs on a Sunday or even uh, some Wednesdays, you'll see food out there, right? We are literally helping people. We're not playing games with this stuff. These shirts, every shirt you buy helps feed a family. Our goal is to help if 200, what are we doing? $200 with the groceries? Uh, at least two families. At least two families. With $100 of groceries. Y'all, we need your help. I'm not going to lie. We need your help, right? So get you, go, I'm going to drop the link. I'm going to drop the link. When this, when this is published, you will see the link, whether on Spotify, in the description, or on YouTube in the description. You're going to see the link. I need you to click that link and order you a shirt. We Shipping is available, right? Go ahead, order your shirt. Go ahead, order your grandma's shirt, your cousin's shirt, your auntie's shirt. Listen, if you get a small, you might even be able to put on your little pit bull <laughs> if you got one at the crib, right? So listen, y'all, we're about to get out of here, but I appreciate y'all for tuning in. I appreciate you for listening. I hope that you got value from this podcast. And if you did, share it. If you did, share it with at least five people. After you share it, make sure that you're subscribed to whatever, YouTube, Facebook, um, 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 Spotify. Make sure that you're subscribed. Share it out. Leave us a review. I don't care if you do it on YouTube. That helps people find the podcast. So all the reviews that we get, it bumps us up on the ratings on Spotify. And we're doing this thing organically. We're not running no bots or no ads. So we need your help. Please share the podcast, and we'll see you next week on the Straight from the Pastor Desk podcast. You got anything else? I'm good. Peace. We love y'all. And don't forget the gathering, the gathering this Sunday, September 6th.